John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies is out for the remainder of the regular season. Torn labrum in his shoulder. The team announced late on Monday night a blow to the Memphis Grizzlies' chances. The slim chances that they had to get back into the play-in. There was hope because of the way that the team had played since John Morant's return from suspension. He will now miss the remainder of the 2023-2024 campaign due to injury. DeMichael Cole and I will talk about all the angles of that coming up here next on an emergency edition of Locked On Grizzlies. Lock in with us. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax. Very proud of myself that I did not cry there to open the show. Uh, I'm choosing DeMichael Cole to smile because it happened, not cry because it is over. Uh, DeMichael Cole, my co-host of the Commercial Appeal, or from the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. We'll bring DeMichael in here momentarily to talk about our reactions to the groundbreaking, earth-shattering, season-ending, potentially news. Yeah. For the Memphis Grizzlies, that their best player, John Morant, who has breathed some life into this franchise after a really rough stretch of basketball, will miss the remainder of the 2023-24 season due to injury. This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 of bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We are free and available here on Locked On Grizzlies, wherever you get podcasts as proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Check us out on YouTube, go wherever you get your podcasts and like, review, comment, subscribe, all those sorts of things. Make us an everydayer if this is the first time you're checking out the show because of the breaking news nature of the program. Hopefully you'll stick around with us for the remainder of the season, a season that just got a lot less interesting, if I'm being honest because the most entertaining player for my money in the entire National Basketball Association will not be playing basketball again this season. On that somber note, I bring in my co-host, Michael Cole, of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Michael, you were one of the ones, literally, uh, as we were recording a Dallas Mavericks preview uh, edition of the show, uh, the news broke. You paused our recording. You said, we got to handle this. Um, It's still fresh. It's still new, you know. There's going to be plenty of time to talk about long-term ramifications, tanking and trades. And we'll talk a little bit about that later on in the show. But I I do just want to go with your initial reaction to this news, a torn labrum for John Morant. He will miss the remainder of the season after surgery. Yeah. uh, And Joe, since you're talking about what we were doing before this recording, uh, you remember I, uh, I told you before our last show that that, uh, I'd heard, that John Morant was going to miss the entire season. And I said, you did say that I said, I'm, I'm not ready to, to mention that on the show or anything of that nature, because uh, it, it, it was not enough concreteness there. Uh, and then the Grizzlies came out with the report and pretty much confirmed what uh, we kind of speculated a little bit. And that's John Morant's going to miss the season. We'll start off with the obvious. Uh, the Grizzlies are six and 20, six and 20 this season. Well, seven and twenty now. Excuse me, uh, seven and twenty this season without John Morant. Not good. Uh, six, six and three with him. Two completely different teams. Uh, 
what John Morant does for the Grizzlies can't be replicated, can't be duplicated. Uh, he gives those bigs easy shots. Uh, he makes Desmond Baines uh, shots much easier, much more open looks for him. Jaron Jackson Jr. and the attention that is brought upon him. Uh, lessons when John Morant is on the floor. And the Grizzlies staggered their lineups much better uh, to the idea in the past they played Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. together while keeping John Morant on the floor uh, with the other players on the bench and allowing him to facilitate and get all those guys involved. Now you're probably going to have to stagger Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. again. Uh, Marcus Smart is going to have to continue to, I mean, play his the best basketball of his career. This is this is huge. Uh, at this point, it's we have to figure out you know, uh, where the Grizzlies go from here because with John Morant, it sounded plausible. It sounded like the Grizzlies could track down you know the Lakers, the Warriors, the Utah Jazz, whoever uh, they needed to track down to get that tenth seed. You know uh, they were winning at the pace six and three with John on the floor. We were saying they need to win two out of three games. They were on pace to do just that. Uh, this is a huge blow. Uh, just starting with John Morant, you know, we're talking the basketball side here, but uh, I mean, all signs point to number one, that he's going to make a full recovery ahead of next season. That is very important. Uh, getting into this label tear thing a little bit. I want to make sure you get in that. Cause we're going to talk the Please, basketball yeah. side of it. Right, we're going to yeah. talk, we're going to talk the basketball side of it. Uh, most of you, you know, uh, if you don't understand the label tear, because uh, you probably say, how in the world could this happen on a random Saturday? During a you know uh, where they they found out his shoulder uh, sublaxed uh, during a training, and you know they did further evaluation, and it determined that he had a label tear. Well, if you're <clears throat> for the baseball fans out there, a label tear is a very common injury in pitchers. You know this is something that we see you know pitchers deal with a decent amount, and a lot of times it is built up. You know, it's kind of one of those injuries where it doesn't usually just happen overnight. It, it's the it's over it's overload. It's it's the work usage. Uh, so odds are that this is something that couldn't have really been avoided. It was just a ticking kind of a ticking bomb type thing, and the clock ran out. So uh, you know, if you wanted the clock to run out at any point for the Grizzlies, I mean, they're thirteen and twenty three right now. Uh, they're playing from behind. And, you know, it's going to be tough to make too much out of this season anyway. Now, uh, you know, you, you're planning on getting, you know, Brandon Clark, John Morant, Stephen Adams, having all those guys back next season at full strength. And you better see what this team can do because uh, this is a tough blow. But uh, it's all signs point to John Morant making a full recovery per the Grizzlies. Uh, and just a labral tear. We'll talk more about this as the days go on. But the uh, main thing that stands out to me is typically this is something uh, that you accumulate with usage and just, you know, his shoulder pretty much probably just, uh, you know, has had a, had a lot of wear and tear on it. The the thing that's hardest for this for me, DeMichael, mm-hmm. is it feels like the, the death of the season, right? Yeah. It feels like the final nail in the coffin, to paraphrase Pete Pranica, it feels like this is it, not because it really is it, right? Like Marcus Smart is still no, no, no. Devin yeah, Bain, yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. In theory, they could still make a push. They have good basketball players still. But John Morant is that special. 
Like no disrespect to Bane, no disrespect to Jaron, no disrespect to Smart or anybody else for that matter. No disrespect to the coaching acumen of Taylor Jenkins. It, it's not an accident that Jenkins became a better coach when John Morant returned because they were winning, right? He's one of the top 10 or so talents in the NBA, John Morant is. And even if Bain had gone down, which goodness gracious knows we don't want to happen. Right, right, right. If, if, if he did, but Jaw was still there. You could talk yourself into it a little bit better because Jaw was still there. If Jaron went down, again, knock on wood, all the wood in your house, in your car, wherever you're listening to this, you could still make it because Jaw was still there. And he was kind of an inkling, a shining light, a glimmer of hope in a difficult season. He returned from his suspension. You mentioned the record since he returned. He's been on his best behavior, according to all reports and all of those sorts of things. It seemed like they had turned a bit of a corner. Maybe he had found that line where he could walk the audacity of dancing after an alley-oop alley and you know talk about being jaw while not necessarily being in the public eye in a negative way. You know, he was giving out shoes to everybody, and and, and like LSU basketball got these awesome new jaw ones. Yeah. It just felt like a really good vibe. Like, not quite like the 20 Even the players. Team. The players I mean, different. I was there. I was yeah. in Oklahoma, and, and I wrote about it because when we were in Oklahoma that, that Saturday going into that Sunday – the player they had lost by twenty plus in Oklahoma. So I I really mm-hmm. haven't ever seen this before. And I'm in the locker room, and Jaron's basically saying Christmas is coming early, and and you know some of the guys are saying it feels like a new season around here. And if you were in that locker room and you had no clue what happened in the game against the Thunder, uh, you would have thought they just beat destroyed right. the Thunder. But that's the impact that John Morant has on this team. So you know they're bummed, especially seeing that he came back. They went six and three when he was on the floor, uh, and they played better. I mean, they just beat the Suns without him, and now it's like, man, yeah, we just can't win right now. Yeah, it, it, it they can't win for losing. It feels like the season is snake bit to an extent, and we'll talk more about this both later on in the show and later on this week on Lockdown Grizzlies. But it does again, silver lining in a dark cloud. There's no reason to push anymore, right? It's like Iron Man dying at the end of Avengers uh, Endgame. You know, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen the film, you know, when uh, when his love interest, Gwyneth Paltrow's character comes up to him and said, you know, Pepper uh, goes, it's OK, Tony, you can rest now. Right. I, I kind of want to do that to Taylor Jenkins. I just want to pat his head in his chest and say, it's OK, Taylor, you can rest now. Yeah. Uh, nobody's really going to expect much from these Grizzlies moving forward. And we'll talk about more silver linings and all of those sorts of things coming up in future episodes, as well as later on here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, we got to uh, talk about the good folks over at BetterHelp. This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies brought to you by BetterHelp. And 2024 has started in a rough way for the Memphis Grizzlies. But there's probably a lot going on in your life that is going pretty well. There are ways that you are doing an absolute fabulous job. You don't need to necessarily abide by the new year, new you. You're just looking for ways to maybe make some subtle adjustments to grow yourself and be even better. Therapy can help you find those strengths. You can ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that actually stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress that you've already made in the new year. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today 
to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, what does this mean now for Memphis? What are they going to do in the immediate aftermath? They have a game coming up against the Dallas Mavericks. That just got a heck of a lot less important. But in the next few days, what will you see from the Memphis Grizzlies in the wake of the seismic news that John Morant is out for the season? We'll try to talk about that next. Stick with us. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax, one of your hosts for this podcast, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole. He is the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Make sure you're following him on X at the Michael C. I'm sure there will be all sorts of content coming out from him in the coming days. I posted a Locked On Now about John Moran's injury over on my X account at Joe Molinax. Between the two of us, we've covered the Grizzlies for a long time, lots of different angles. You're going to get everything you need with Memphis Grizzlies content here on Lockdown Grizzlies. And now what is kind of the feeling that I think a lot of people in the fan base have. I alluded to it uh, earlier in the show to Michael, the idea of you can rest now. We don't have to be overly optimistic and say, hey, there's 45, 46, 47, whatever the number is, 50 games left, and they're six games back. They could do it because they've got Jaw. (laughs) We've seen what this team looks like without Jaw. Hopefully we can all agree that there should be no buying at the trade deadline now that Morant is out for the season. No, Tyus Jones should not return. This feels like an acceptance moment to Michael where the Grizzlies are what they are. I think they're currently sixth in the NBA lottery. We'll talk more about tanking or not tanking later on this week. But I think that in the immediate aftermath, again, silver lining in the dark cloud, I don't know that there's necessarily anything they have to do, right? Like you'll see more of, you know, Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart getting run in those spots as Derrick Rose returns. His role becomes a little bit more solidified as a backup point guard. You'll see some guys continue to get run, similar to what you saw before Ja returned from his suspension. It was not always pretty basketball, but we've seen the song and dance, the dog and pony show, however you want to phrase it. It's not like there's uncertainty about what's about to happen because we've already seen what happens when John Morant's not on the floor for this iteration of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, we have. It hasn't been pretty for the most part. But uh, this is what I think. Your your last game without Ja was your best game without Ja. So you know what? Uh, you got games against the Mavs, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Warriors, and Timberwolves coming up. That's your next five. Mavs, Clippers, Knicks, Warriors, Timberwolves. Uh, that stretch is going to tell us everything we need to know. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. If you get through that stretch and you, you we say, what, three and two, then you keep playing. You keep going for it because clearly something is clicking and something is working. But if you're one and four, if you're two and three and three of them, two or three of them were blowouts and, you know, it, it looks very reminiscent of, you know, the first 25 games of the season. And then that, it is what it is. Let's start, uh, let's start watching a little bit more college basketball and let's see how we can improve this team, uh, whether it's the trade deadline um, whether it's, you know, uh, through the draft, you got to figure out ways to really improve this team uh, to be built because now you're basically saying that next season is a money year. Like, it, it, you have to have it next year. Steven Adams expected to make a full recovery. John Morant's expected to make a full recovery. Uh, Brandon Clark is expected to make a full recovery before the end of this season. And you most certainly do not need to rush him back now. Yeah, now, maybe he comes back in March or so, but this talk of the All-Star game, you can certainly, or around the All-Star break, 
you can table that. He can come back when the medical staff and Brandon, most importantly, are 100% ready for him to come back. Yeah, and, and I think you can mainly just use this season to get him some reps, some some on-the-floor reps before uh, – Brandon Clark, that is, we're talking about uh, – before he, uh, next season. So uh, I think that's where you are now. Uh, mo- more than anything, you don't throw in the towel yet. Like 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 we're just saying, in a way, it feels like, man, this is this is it. But the Grizzlies' last game without job was their best game without job, and I think you, you see what happens. You, you struggle, you look like that team for the first twenty-five games, then it is what it is. You you, you throw in the towel. But if you look improved, okay, we we still can go chase this play-in thing. That should be your mentality. Uh, I know Marcus Smart, who's never missed the playoffs in his career. I know he's not about to throw in the towel, mm-hmm. and I know he's not to. And I know Derrick Rose, who only has so many seasons left. Uh, and I mean, who hates, despises losing? No, he's not about to throw in the towel. And and Desmond Bain isn't about to throw in the towel. And they're not going to allow that energy to kind of you know uh, fixate through this locker room. So we'll we'll see uh, what the results show on the floor. But mindset wise, I don't think this team is ready to uh, pack it in yet. I do think there's a difference in mentality between John Moran suspended and John Moran injured. Right, like the suspension. Yeah felt like a self-inflicted wound whereas this as you mentioned earlier in the show you know whether it happens over time whatever the case might be however he did it you know he he he's out because of an injury it's not something that he did that he shouldn't have done uh it's you know injuries happen that's how professional sports and sports in general work and that energy can be different i do think i i think that this team the suns game was a massive game in that way for the Memphis Grizzlies. They found a way to win. Again, Bradley Beal played in that game. Kevin Durant yep. played in that game. Devin Booker played yep. in that game. The Phoenix Suns' three stars played in that contest, and the Grizzlies found a way to win. What I think this changes, and again, we'll talk more about this. This is still new to all of us. Uh, we'll break this down in the days to come. The one thing that they don't do is buy, right? They're not going to go out now and try to – they won't force the hand to bring in Jaron's replacement unless the price – or not Jaron's replacement, excuse me, Jaron's long-term piece and partner unless the price is right, if that makes sense. Um, they will continue to play it out and see how they do. I agree with you there. There's no need to blow it up immediately. But it's freeing in the sense that if over the next two weeks – we've talked about how important this stretch is – they get to the around the end of January – and there's seven or eight games out of the play-in, Marcus Smart could probably get you a first-round pick. Probably protected. But he probably could get you a first-round pick from a contender. Luke Kennard can get you a second-rounder or two. You have the capacity to get some value for these guys if you want it, right? And it also allows for a wider net of opportunity and reps for your younger players to see if they're any good and if they should be a part of this team long term, what, what younger players are you talking about? Oh, I mean, <laughs> who, who, who Jackson, one thing oh, really of course, good. of course, okay, Gigi Jackson, somebody of like course. that. Yeah, um, but you know, there's guys that obviously there's already a large sample size on. Yeah, the point I'm trying to make is it can serve as you know data accumulation. That used to be a phrase that was beloved by Taylor Jenkins early on in this era of uh, Jenkins and Morant and Kleiman basketball. Yeah. Um, I think that it could be an opportunity to say, okay, we're going to do this big trade. We're going to go in to your point. I absolutely think they should this summer. That should not be a question. Uh, who do we, what is our package going to look like? It's going to be three first round picks and these guys, right? 
um, and you do the best you can for that amount, I think that there's an opportunity there for them. We're going to talk so much more about to tank or not to tank, uh, all those sorts of things in the episodes to come, and we'll revisit the idea of what Memphis should do now. But in the short term, they should get ready for the Dallas Mavericks because that's who they have coming up in their next contest. We're going to or contest, excuse me. We're going to try to end this episode on a positive note, talking about Jaron Jackson Jr. versus Desmond Bain. Jaron also on the injury report going into Dallas, not nearly as as uh, serious as what Morant has just been announced to be dealing with, a season-ending injury. I believe Jaron is questionable for the Dallas game. But both Jaron and Bain were recently uh, put up for consideration, nomination for Player of the Week. Which one of these guys do we count on more? The answer is probably both. But if you had to pick one going into the remainder of the season, Jaron versus Bain, who are you thinking of? We'll talk about that next year on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. The regular season's ended, but football is still in full swing. Obviously, the NBA continues to grind forth, unfortunately, in the case of the Memphis Grizzlies. There's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, though, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is extremely easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet. You can do live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays. There is so much more that you can do over at FanDuel. So what are you waiting for? Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup as the NBA season continues and the NFL playoffs begin. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. We're going to close out this episode of Locked On Grizzlies talking Jaron versus Bain in the best way possible. Stick with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Monax, your co-host for this episode, joined by DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the beat writer for that publication. I have a feeling he's going to be busy in the next 24 hours or so covering this John Morant breaking news out for the season due to a torn labrum in his shoulder. Uh, DeMichael and I have talked about what comes next. Again, there's going to be plenty of time in future episodes to talk about trades and tanking and you know, where they currently are in the lottery standings. All that can come later on this week. For tonight, to Michael, they have a basketball game, right? They have to play the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic is going to play. Kyrie Irving is going to play. Nobody in the NBA is going to feel sorry for Memphis. They didn't feel sorry for them during the John Moran suspension. They're certainly not going to feel sorry for them uh, on the floor after his injury. But there's two guys that have really risen their games or raised their games over the span of this season so far, it's John or excuse me, it's Sharon Jackson Jr. It's Desmond Bain. Both of right. these guys were nominated for player of the week this past week in the Western Conference. They're still there. Jaron is questionable for this game, but it's possible that he plays. Uh, when you look at these two guys, who in particular are you looking to really kind of take that next step now that we've entered this new phase of the season with the acceptance that John Morant is not coming back? this regular season. Yeah. Uh, I, 
here's the thing. I think when you break these two down, Jaron and Dez, uh, Dez is probably the more consistent player night in and night out. Jaron is more susceptible to foul trouble and things like that, but he is the higher ceiling. Uh, Jaron is the guy you know what's coming and you still can't stop it. And he can control the game on both sides of the basketball, on offense and defense. And then there's this part of it as well. Uh, playing with John Morant, I think that Dez, his play just meshes much better right now at this point. Uh, we've already had the talks in the past about, you know, Jaron and Ja and them figuring out how to play well together. And I think we started to see a glimpse of it this season because I think Ja finally and everyone really started to understand that Jaron is one of the better isolation scorers in the NBA and give him the ball, get out of the way. And we know a lot of times in the past where John Morant has been in the game, he's been on the ball, but he told me but literally like a couple weeks ago, he said, I'm learning to get off the ball more. And when he gets off the ball, that leads to Desmond Bain and Jaron have the ball uh, in their hands more and creating more for themselves and their teammates. But I'm going to say Jaron, because I'm all about the upside here uh, in what he can be. And I think the last two games really showed it, right? You know, 31 points against the Lakers, Anthony Davis. That's the team he struggled against in the past. Remember, game one last season playoffs looked dominant. After that, didn't have another game the rest of that series. Game two through six did not have another game like game one. Uh, the Lakers really, oh, physicality and things like that, they really uh, gave him a hard time. But when I saw this Suns, uh, game coming up, it, it really struck me because this was a big game. Uh, this this Suns game was a big one for me for Jaron Jackson Jr. simply because in the last game against the Suns, Jaron Jackson Jr. had 37 points and they couldn't handle him. And there's two ways he could have approached this game. He could have just played within the flow of the offense and and just let everything come to him and just uh, approached it like it was any other game, or or he could have said. You know what? I had 37 against this team last time. And Ja ain't playing. They can't stop me. I'm about to come out here and continue what I started in that game. And that's exactly what he did. Because he got 28 this time. But he basically did that in three quarters. Uh, you're talking about first, second quarter. Third quarter, he picked up his fourth foul like a minute into the into the uh, quarter. So he, he missed the entire third quarter. And he comes out in the fourth quarter and picks up right where he left off and closes the game. Jaron Jackson Jr., offensively uh, taking another step, his dominance, his free throw rate. Uh, he's getting to the free throw line and knocking it down. The three-point shooting has been much uh, better, you know, as of late, combined with his defensive ability. I'm going to take him because of the upside, uh, but you're going to need both of these guys to be incredible if you have any chance of doing anything this season. The upside is definitely why I would also agree that it's Jaron Jackson Jr. If you want to ensure that the Grizzlies stay in the play-in conversation, it's Desmond Bain because he's the guy that's been most consistent. You know what you're going to get from him. You know that he's going to keep growing his game in a variety of ways. We've seen that hook shot, that running hook that he's added to his game. He's not just a three-point threat anymore. He had 13 assists in a recent contest. You know, Desmond is the one that if you want to stay competitive now, I think he's the guy for consistency's sake that keeps you in games. Jaron is the guy who on a consistent basis, is not as good as Bain offensively, but has the potential to be better than Bain, right? Especially as a two-way player, he has that capacity as well. Yeah. We've seen that with his defensive impact, of course. But the thing, and again, I'm trying to find positives here, DeMichael. You will it's continue tough today. to see, but if, you, if you're a long-term gambler, right? We talked about FanDuel a little bit while ago. 
smash the over on the 2024-2025 Memphis Grizzlies because I do believe that you'll have a healthy jaw, you have a healthy Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark should be healthy, and then you're going to have Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. who are going to be better for having gone through this, right? They are being asked to do things that when this team is good, Bain is not the number one option. He's the number two option. Jaron Jackson Jr., not the number one option, probably the number three option, right? They are having to be 1A and 1B together right now, and that is helping grow their game so that when they don't have to be in those roles, they should be in a better position to have success. So I think that you can make an argument for either. I think you argued for Jaron very well. I think Bain, in terms of consistency, makes sense if you're trying to stay in the plan. But again, you can rest now, Memphis. You can rest now. You don't have to try to think, oh, can they make the plan? If they do, that'd be phenomenal. But at this stage, nobody's going to blame them if they stay a lottery team and add another piece of impressive talent from a lottery pick to a team that has been the number two seed in the Western Conference the last couple of seasons. Uh, it almost could be Spursian in a way. Obviously, the San Antonio Spurs had more success. But, you know, adding Tim Duncan to an already pretty good team many years ago worked out pretty well for the Spurs. Maybe after enduring this really hard season and this really rough year, uh, or at least last 10 months or so for the Memphis Grizzlies and their fans, maybe there's a, a little bit of happiness to come down the road. We at least have to hold on to that hope. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Again, didn't talk much about Dallas because of the breaking news nature of this show. DeMichael Cole, you'll be flying solo on our next episode, talking about the Dallas Mavericks, all angles of that game, how the Grizzlies looked in their first game without Jaw, who played, who didn't play, how they defended Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, all sorts of different angles as we get back to the actual game on the court yeah. in the wake of this John Morant news on our next show. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know what? If you look at this game and you break it down just piece by piece because we're, mm -hmm. we're so focused in on everything John Morant right now, but the Grizzlies have a basketball game to play on tomorrow. And uh, you got to defend Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, right? Uh, Vince Williams and Marcus Smart are going to be on the floor as a result of this jaw injury. It's probably like 40 minutes. <laughs> They're going to be on the floor a lot together. And to go a step further than that, Vince Williams, Marcus Smart, and Jaron Jackson Jr. are going to be on the floor. So guess right. what? Uh, I still expect, when we look back at the end of the season, the Grizzlies – should be one of the top defenses in the NBA. If they're not and one of the top. that should keep them competitive in games. That's going to keep them competitive. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, uh, going into this game against the Mavs, you throw Vince Williams on Kyrie Irving, a guy that he kind of basically shut down earlier this season when the Grizzlies beat the Mavs. You throw Marcus Smart on Luka Doncic. You know, matches physicality. Of course, it's Luka. He's going to win his battles. Kyrie's probably going to win his battles as well. But I think with those two, uh, Marcus Smart, and Vince Williams guarding the Mavs' top two scorers, it gives you a chance. That gives you more than a fighting chance uh, to pull this thing off. But uh, this is going to be a big test. We're going to see what the Grizzlies are, you know, from a mental perspective as well. This is tough news that they just got. I mean, they were still feeling like they could, they had championship aspirations. And you just mm -hmm. went from there all the way down. I mean, the blink of an eye. John Morant is that special, that important. The Memphis Grizzlies will miss him that much. But the season does indeed go on, and we'll talk more about that on our next episode of Locked on Grizzlies. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, whatever the case might be. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Continue to make us part of your NBA and Memphis Grizzlies content 
consumption. Friendly reminder about Locked On Sports Today, our first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over on YouTube. There for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On. Maybe we'll make the show this time, Michael. Plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Again, the show must go on. There will be a new episode of Locked On Grizzlies. But for now, it's okay to feel a little bit sad. Memphis, John Morant's out for the season due to injury. It does feel like uh, something ended on Monday night. What exactly that was, I guess we'll find out in the days to come. For DeMichael, I'm Joe. Stay locked in. Continue to like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Let us know how you're feeling in the comments below. Have a great rest of your day. Stay locked in. We'll catch you next time.